The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. VSIN Primetime. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here's Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. We are off and running on a Wednesday evening here on VSIN Primetime alongside Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT. I am Tim Murray at one. Tim Murray on Twitter. We're live here in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Vegas. Tomorrow, second half of the NBA season gets back up underway, even though we've had over 41 games played by everybody. But it's easier when you have a nice little all-star break in the middle. I call it the home stretch. Home stretch? The home stretch of the NBA season. Let's get it going. Let's make that the new thing. Yeah. The home stretch. I've, I've tried to start a lot of things in my life. Um, <laughs> this might be, maybe, this is, uh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one thing that's going to catch on. Um, the other thing I tried to start was, you know how like when you throw uh, $1,000 is a dime, right? Sure. Dime could be another thing too. Yeah. Uh, sure, time bag. Um, sure. I, I've tried to I've tried to make like hundred dollar bets like a burger, you know, throw a burger on it. It's only stuck with like my five friends that I have, so <laughs> about it. Maybe you can start using it. I like it. Yeah. Can we can we we'll put it into put it into uh play now. Like you know how we get those Visa stupid prime time are yeah. now burger bets. There we go. And you know how you get those stupid tweets where it's like, you know, if you bet a hundred dollars and rolled it over. So like, you know, if you bet a burger and rolled it over or flipped it. Ooh, Boom. flipped it. There you go. Oh, man. Well, this is why I'm here full time. This is why the show is... <laughs> this is why you want to flip the burger and we could have ourselves a whole lot of money. So, uh, Mike Golick Jr. going to join us in just a little bit. We'll get his thoughts on... Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, there, was, uh, there was someone on a four-letter network getting all fired up about uh, Notre Dame today for no odd reason. Actually, I know exactly why. Um, and then later on this hour... We'll have Jim Root jump on the program, our good friend from uh, the three-man weave. Uh, some interesting markets starting to percolate. DraftKings to make or miss the NCAA tournament. I know we're going to hit on that. Uh, we, we saw Circa post a similar field to what yep. we saw at the end of the NFL season, which was, at the time, who will win the Super Bowl, 49ers, Ravens, or the field. That opened minus 110 both ways. 
got as high as minus 190 in favor of the Niners Ravens. And then, of course, the field was able to come home. So I actually want to start there, JVT, because last night, Blue Jays, baby. Creighton, whooping that tushy. Steve Ashworth, I don't think, still hasn't missed a three from, uh, from that game. Great spot for Creighton. You got a little foul trouble with Donovan Klingon early on, and Creighton was able to run away and relatively hide in a tremendous performance from the Blue Jays, 85-66. to 66. So down goes number one UConn last night. Nice win. Nice winner. Uh, we, will, uh, we will take it on the program uh, for Creighton to get that. And uh, as I mentioned, Steve Ashworth uh, was absolutely phenomenal. The Utah State transfer hit five threes and felt like he hit 57 uh, in that game. Trey Alexander, it was just a, a well-rounded performance. Ryan Kalkbrenner down low, which is uh, what I was hoping for, was a, a really big-time rim protector with four blocks in that game for the Blue Jays. So they get the win over UConn. And now the question, I think, JVT, because after they put up their performance on Saturday, UConn, that is, when they absolutely manhandled Marquette, well, who's going to beat UConn? It's the best team we've seen. Is this team better than last year's? And you made a great point. I don't know if it was on or off the show. Like, yeah, it's yeah, better it than last year's team. They were a four seed last year. Statistically, so, yeah, yes. So, so <laughs> it, is, it is better. This is the number one team in the country. But a couple ways I want to look at it. We'll start with the market that Circa just put up uh, earlier today. Jeff Benson tweeted this out either last night or this morning. Uh, UConn-Purdue versus the field. Now, unlike Ravens and Niners versus the field, this isn't minus 110 both ways. This is heavily juiced towards the field field yep. at minus 330, plus 260 if you like Purdue or UConn. Let's start right there. Purdue or UConn versus the field. Would you make a play on this today? Field. You'd lay the minus 330. Yeah, I think when you're – so, like, if you really break it down – uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I'm not somebody who really believes in Purdue. Now, I don't believe that they're going to get eliminated in the first round again, but I, I do think that they are a team that when you take on some very skilled guards, they're going to be able to exploit the defense that they play with Zach Eady out there. So I don't really have faith that you're going to get Purdue to make this run. I don't buy the comp to Virginia. So then you go to, okay, well, now we're talking about UConn. Let's talk about UConn. And yes, they're a very good team, arguably better than the team they were last year. But I do think that there is a sense that the market does overvalue UConn to a certain extent, uh, especially when you look at this run that they were on, Tim. I mean, look, they've been playing really good basketball from that loss against Seton Hall all the way through the loss to Creighton. But when you really look at who they've played, right, you know, Butler's a top 50 team or top 50-ish team by Ken Palm Metrics. Xavier's top 40. They did beat Creighton along the way, too. Villanova, though, is arguably the best team. And congrats on sweeping St. John's. Or excuse me, yeah, I think they swept St. John's, right? Yeah, they played they twice. Yep. yep. So, like, congrats on that. But that thing's falling apart, too. Um, I don't know if, like, we were really seeing this team get tested. I, I do think this is the best team in the country. But the degree to which maybe the market has them rated, uh, the degree to which the overall consensus thought is, like how far ahead of they are or are they above you know, the field, I don't think that's really the case. So I think when you put all of those factors together, there is, I know this might sound crazy, theoretical value in laying that price there with the field. Although I think a lot of people might think that value just means a plus price, and that's not necessarily the case. The way I look at this, to be honest, is... I do think Purdue has a – I think they've got a legitimate shot. I'm not going on a limb here. They're mm -hmm. number one seed to win – to get to the Final Four. But as we broke down yesterday, I have massive reservations regarding this Purdue team, especially if we were to get to the Final Four where teams are on a relatively even playing field. 
how I would attack this personally, if you felt like you wanted to bet, just bet UConn. I'd, I'd much rather bet right. UConn at a five to one price than to take both of them at plus two thirty or whatever it was, plus two sixty. Um, that, that that's the way I would go. Like I think UConn is the is the real deal. Maybe you look at them to make the Final Four, which is some plus prices out there. Because once you get to the Final Four, things just get weird. Uh, you're playing on a you know unusual court, and and things kind of the the playing field, so to speak, gets leveled off. Uh, I don't think the the path for UConn is going to be as uh, simple as it was last year when they got San Diego State and just smoked them in the right. championship game. Right, and I think game. that's, by the way, that's one of the biggest factors too, right? We don't know what the path is right. going to be. We know that they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, and you know that they're going to be the one seed, but you just don't know the teams that you're going to face, who's on their end of the bracket, who you're going to have to play all the way through, and that does change things. And to your overall point too, is if, like, if you'd rather bet like yes or uh, the no or UConn, like, yeah, bet UConn because like if you're like me, who has reservations about Purdue, I think you, like right, you said yeah. you do too. I, I think I'm why higher would you on want Purdue that? than you, but I, I I do not think they're gonna win the national championship. Right. So like, why would you want that essential anchor to weigh you down, cut that price in, and then have them get knocked out? What if like second round, third round? You know. So I I think your point is is more accurate. Where I think I'd rather take my chances if you wanted to get involved in something like this, taking five to one with UConn as opposed to including Purdue in that bundle and, and going against the field. Houston's nine to one. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Uh, you know, we talked about them yesterday at their win, not cover. Shouts to TJ Altsberger again for uh, not fouling late in that game. And then there's a lot of teams that I think a lot of us have have our, our fair criticisms and questions about. And and to be honest, JVT, and this, I don't think this is. I'm not trying to make this a cop out because every day we're we're trying to figure out, oh, what should our future portfolio look like? And you've done a really good job on your NBA portfolio. I don't have anything for college basketball. Last year, I had a Houston ticket, I think around 30 to one. A couple years ago, I had Kansas when they ultimately won the national championship. The only team that I would really look at right now, and I know there was a lot of love out there for Creighton last night prior to the win. Give it to me. I'm going to bet it right now. What is it? Uh, They're 23 to one. No, no, no. The team that you said, the team that, you said there's a team out there right now. No, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, I, I thought you were setting up to unveil no, what that team I, I, was. There okay, is no okay. unveiling. Like All I right. could. Could Alabama get hot and make a crazy run? I guess Illinois has been the sexy team that a lot of people have thrown out. I'm there as glad well. you brought up Illinois because mm. guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we got to sneak in a best bet because this game starts at the bottom of the hour. Like I knew. Give me those points, Penn State, baby. They're playing at the wreck. They have not, courtesy of Jason Horowitz, who will be on the call on Big Ten Network, they have not played a conference game in this small little barn since 1996, catching seven and a half. Actually, there's an eight out there, but we'll give out seven and a half because that's what I bet, and it's readily available. You can get that eight. There's a shop out there. Go ahead and grab it. I think Penn State's competitive. If you want to split the unit, go first half, full game, that's fine. I think that's a, a way to attack it, too. I took a little four and a half first game, first half, but... Uh, I like Penn State in this game. Uh, they've played pretty well at home so far this year. On the road, they're a disaster. But I think when you see these kind of unique venue twists in college basketball, it's going to be a whiteout. won't be as daunting as you know a, a college football night game in, in Happy Valley. But I like Penn State tonight. So that game starts bottom of the hour. We'll get to our official best bets coming up at the bottom of this hour. But uh, give me Penn State plus the 7.5. If you want to do a little first half, Full game split, that's fine too. Uh, I took some four and a half in the first half as well. So uh, let's go Nittany Lions against Illinois. But no, Illinois is certainly a team. When you look at some of the advanced numbers, top 10 in the country, uh, Terrence Shannon, you know, with the off 
court situation that is to the side for now. And uh, you look at how they have played so far, JVT, impressive win over the weekend on the road at Maryland. Maryland was kind of a popular play. They were able to put up 85 against a pretty darn good defensive team. No, I think Illinois is certainly an intriguing team. But then the reservations. Brad Underwood as a tournament coach. People bring that up as questions. Mm So I I don't know. I, I really don't know a team that I would be looking to hitch my wagon to right now. Maybe over the next week or something, things get cleared up. But... Man, it's just it's been a, a unique basketball season in that regard. Who are you looking at? Uh, Iowa State is one that I have at twenty three to one. Okay. Um, can I interest you in two or excuse me, one other? You want a long shot? These are fun. And watch them get eliminated in the second round. Okay. New Mexico. I do like New Mexico. All right, I'm in. Did you win them national championship or final four? I want bang for my buck, baby. I do think New Mexico with the guard play has a chance to make it to the final four. Win a national championship. I guess you could hedge off once you get to the no, final. No, you're four. right. I'm going final four. There we go. Convince me. Let's do it. Unity play. What's the you number? Want part of this? Yeah. What's the number? Seventeen to one. All right, we're in. Woo! Because they're gonna win tonight, baby. They're gonna beat Colorado State. That number's gonna definitely plummet to like sixteen fifty. New Mexico to the final four. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look, we get it. You've been busy. Football season and all of that. But that's why we put JVT to work. Our VEASAN experts have released the free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit VEASAN.com slash guide to get your free copy today. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash guide alongside jbt what are we going to do today nba wise we're going to do some adjusted win totals yep we're going to do some best 
and worst ATS teams, yep. what to do with them yep. moving forward into the home stretch. Yep. Right? Is that what we're calling it? That's also, what I'm calling it. It's not the second half. All right. You, you, I was going to be using a mean term. You fools. Well, that's kind of mean still. Um, <laughs> it's not a second. It's not the second half. All right. We're in the last third of the season. All right. Our first, uh, our first ever friendship future right. on the program, New Mexico to make the final four. And 17 I, to one. And you'd said there's a better number out there. Uh, there might be 27 to one out there. 27. <laughs> what have we done? Well, uh, we're not in Illinois, right? Oh uh, man. Whatever. Keep giving out bad numbers. Hey, who cares? Happens every once in a while. Our friendship will burn bright. All right. Speaking of friends, I consider him a friend and now a part of the daily lineup here on VSIN. It is one half of the Gojo and Golic program. It is Mike Golic Jr. I was going to start and have a little fun with uh, with the uh, Notre Dame fodder that was making its round, but I just I don't want to waste my time with that today. It was uh, it was low hanging fruit for a. Uh, February 21st day uh, on some... For the record, neither do I want to waste time on Notre Dame stuff, so... Yeah, I know. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you know, I listen, <laughs> you know, it's never a waste of time when there's a gold helmet shimmering off in the distance, <laughs> and I think my whole family got a shout-out from Steve nice. Smith, so it wasn't going. all bad there. We'll take a little bit of the first-take pub, no doubt about it. All right, um, Justin Fields, where do you think he goes? Where do you want him to go? Ooh, all right, interesting. Where do I think he goes? I would imagine, now... Before the coaching change, I would have said Atlanta after it. And I saw Field Gates over at ESPN talking about this Pittsburgh fascinating landing opportunity for both him and the Steelers, because while the Pittsburgh Steelers have thus far publicly, privately, it sounds like remained committed to Kenny Pickett and maybe bringing back Mason Rudolph as the one bit of veteran competition. Man, to see the Pittsburgh Steelers with a quarterback with true mobility, obviously they came off the Ben Roethlisberger era where for so long he was a quarterback who could buy you time because of his physical gifts largely in the pocket or largely around the pocket. Didn't really have a run threat to that extent. Kenny Pickett is a guy that's more mobile Ben Roethlisberger style than he is Justin Fields style. And so I think at this particular juncture for the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you look at the other weapons on their offense, when you look at the backs in the backfield and what they'd have to build around there, I do think for both sides, it would represent a pretty interesting opportunity at a high upside play with minimal risk considering it's the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin will find a way to win nine games no matter what. All right, two quick things. First off, the only golden helmets out here are the Vegas Golden Knights, so let's let's get that right. Yeah. I don't know about these by, other things. By the way, great um, performance last night for my son's first ever Golden Knights game. Just uh, <laughs> putting that, that out there. Uh, <laughs> he's he's scarred forever. Uh, second, what do you think the value is uh, of Justin Fields? So I put my, my Madden GM hat on yesterday, and I said conditional third that turns into a second if he meets the benchmarks that we've kind of seen. Uh, what do you think the value is of Fields is on the open market from a trade standpoint? I would agree it's around there, and I think we've seen recent trades sort of reflect that where you can use that conditional pick with the you know playing time incentives and things built in there to make everyone feel comfortable about this. And I understand for the Chicago Bears, where you're sitting right now, ton of options. And I'm sure they're going to get some very enticing offers for that number one overall pick right now. Some things that might even make you think, well, hey, listen, we've seen some stuff from Justin Fields here every now and then. Maybe the value that we can recruit by moving down off that spot. Hell, maybe even staying within range still if you get Washington so hell-bent on wanting Caleb Williams now that you got Cliff Kingsbury out there. There might still be a world where you can have your cake and eat it too in Chicago, but I do think overall the value of having that number one overall pick and being able to reset your clock and then still getting something back in exchange for Justin Fields, who might have a bright football future, but man, in Chicago, it's hard to see it at this point. So I think you'd be spot on with that. 
Mike Golick Jr. joining us here on VSIN Primetime. Catch Gojo and Golick live 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on DK Network and then here on VSIN as well from, uh, what are we doing? Noon to 1 Eastern. I was doing the translation from uh, Pacific to, uh, to Eastern Standard Time. Um, when you look at Jaden Daniels versus Drake May, I believe you got to call both of them, if, if my memory serves me correct this year, uh, Mike. Who would you select? Because it, it seems we had Brad Biggs on yesterday. It seems pretty foregone conclusion that Caleb will go to Chicago. We'll see over the next couple of months. But if you were a GM, would it be Jaden Daniels or would it be Drake May for you? It'd be Drake May for me at this particular juncture. I do still think that it's more 1A, 1B Caleb and Drake than it is 1 Caleb, 2A, 2B Drake and Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels did a ton for his draft stock over the course of the season. Obviously, he was first on my Heisman ballot. I appreciated everything he did as a college player. I still think right now the biggest difference between him and the two other top quarterbacks there is the way that he uses his legs. He's the biggest value add as a runner there, but at times it still looks like it's, all right, first read, second read, maybe not there. Let me take off and go ahead and run. He's going to be effective in that way in the NFL, but he doesn't value his own safety well enough. Anyone who watched Jaden Daniels for any amount of time is no stranger to watching him launch himself into a wall of humanity with little regard for his own personal safety. And for a guy that's still a pretty slight frame, that could be a bit concerning. But I do think it's for all these guys having to corral certain habits that they've developed. And I'd say that's the one where the other two are still hunting downfield first and foremost, and then their legs become the option after. For Jaden Daniels, that's still too much in the forefront of his decision-making process for me, and I think just enough to be a separator with the other two. Mike, if you're the Patriots, why would you draft a quarterback? Why wouldn't you go with Marvin Harrison Jr., build up the roster, and then save it for the quarterback next year? Listen, I agree with you there. I, I mean, the NFL's general thirst for quarterbacks might take that, but again, the way I valued and looked at this class for a long time and I'm going back through the process of studying them now with a more NFL forward eye, trying to project them rather than evaluate the guys that we saw in college. But man, my gut is still and my eyes have told me since the season, hey, there are two great quarterbacks in this class. And then there's a couple other very good ones who've got high ceiling and Jaden's certainly one of them. But three overall would be a little bit rich for my taste at that spot. I understand that right now at the top of this draft, there are a lot of great options at receiver. But if you're the Patriots, you're in position to make the best one of that bunch. And most people think it's Marvin Harrison Jr., a guy on your team to create that hospitable landing spot at a time where I think coming into this, everyone there should have the right idea that this could take a little bit. We want to do this the right way. And that doesn't mean reaching for the first shiny object that shows in front of us. It means making smart, diligent decisions about building up the quality of that roster in a place that it just hasn't been for quite a while now. All right, then, oh, go ahead. We did a lot of hand signals there, and they were confusing. Yeah, it was. Um, really quick, <laughs> the other conspiracy theory I'm pushing that I got very excited about yesterday, are we sure J.J. McCarthy's a first-round pick? I've been baffled by this just because I never yes. saw – like, there's been first-round traits, no doubt, but the more and more I look at this, it feels like what we went through last year in a lot of ways – I see the traits. I've always said JJ's got a couple of bleep you throws in his bag every game. Some stuff that there just aren't a lot of guys who can do. And I see how that's enticing. I see how the size, the mobility, all that happens. But Michigan has been a top flight college football program during JJ McCarthy's tenure there. He's been hailed as the best quarterback prospect by his coach that Michigan's ever had. And obviously Jim's doing the job to pump up his tires. But 
why in so many critical moments was the ball in somebody else's hand then? Why was it in the belly of one of the running backs? Why was it someone else they were relying on when in their minds they believe they've got this first-round caliber quarterback there? If it were my job on the line, I just would not feel comfortable for him in that range. But I understand the NFL. It always draws these guys up. And so in a world coming right off the season, would I have seen J.J. McCarthy even after the national title as a first-round quarterback? No, probably not. Sorry, we got distracted. We just gave out this friendship uh, future, and someone has a twenty-eight to one on our seventeen to one. And all right, hey, I'm our friendships—the show's just getting started with us. Our friendships Ow. off to a little rocky yeah. start. It's fine. It'll yeah. it'll happen. It'll Graham, happen. I believe in you guys here. By the way, JVT, I heard you when I was coming on. We need to start calling people fools more. It's a great you. term. It's like calling someone a loser. Yep. Like it's it's not offensive. It's not crass, but it's got a real bite to it that few words lack. And I think fools one of them you want you stumbled on there. I would, I would agree. I like that. All right, we can uh, go through all my favorite insults. I've got a really long list. Let's. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how many will be for air. Uh, uh, Mike, before we let you run, we'll need more time on this. Floor is yours for thirty seconds. Olo Fashanu, Joe Alt, go. I, right now, I actually would lean Olu for what? sure. Just, be, just because he's got it. Listen, it depends Revoke on what you Revoke your want. Notre Dame card right now. Olu, rare set of physical gifts, lower body power like you read about here. But if you want the guy that's ready to plug and play now closer to a Pro Bowl level, that's probably going to be Joe Alt. The kid is a mountain of a man. Technique like you always want right now in a league that's hard to coach it in because of the time you have there. I love you, Joe. Please don't hate me. <laughs> Mike, always appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Well, I'm happy about our friendship future. Clearly, we got a terrible number. <laughs> Who cares? It happens. <laughs> it happens. Do we go? Now we need to go find better numbers and just keep Double up. On. Double down. Yeah, double down. Do. Double down. All right. That's what Sharps do. <laughs> Best bets for the night. They're up next right here on Prime Primetime. is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN <laughs> Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full, vi- full access to vcin.com for our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit vcin.com slash pro to subscribe today. vcin.com slash pro. That's V-S-I-N. Oh, look at that. Look at that high school gymnasium. Rec hall, baby. Come on, Nittany Lions. I don't know why they're there, uh, Britton just asked. I think they play a game there every year. Um, and uh, they're playing one there today. So hopefully it is a, a raucous environment there in Happy Valley or University, what is it, University Park? I can't remember. Uh, but uh, let's get it done there, Nittany Lions. My guy, Mike Rhodes, uh, mm-hmm. the only Division One coach who has ever had a scouting report against me. Fact, when he was the head coach of Randolph-Macon College. What did it say? Uh, I don't know. This guy probably sucks. I had four points against him. Yeah, couldn't call me, couldn't call me scoreless. You think like when you scored your fourth point, he like threw his clipboard. He's like, ah, the scouting report was terrible. I think they were up like 15 the whole oh, okay. game, so I think they were they were all right. Um, all right, best bet time. Uh, speaking of which, please continue to uh, to tweet the program as uh, 
We have uh, gotten a couple people. We impromptu, wasn't planned. JVT wanted to, uh, to get a little futures action going. And a team that I have mentioned a lot, New Mexico, playing tonight. Markets betting them up. So we quickly hit send on our bet on a 17 to 1 to make the final four on New Mexico. And uh, we were quickly let known uh, by many people that there are much better numbers out there. <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> First off, we did it on purpose. It's a lesson for all of you. Shop around for your numbers. It's exactly what we say all the time. And there you go. Uh, lesson number one. Um, also, to be fair, we are getting sent screenshots of books that are not exactly operating out here in Las Vegas. So while I'm being told that there's a better number out there, don't exactly can't exactly put my fingers on it. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. I think I did see a William Hill, which I think we could okay, never mind. Could have made. I think that was twenty to one. It's all right. Happens. You know what? It's for you guys. If it hits, enjoy the extra money that uh, that you get. Uh, at John Dash Vaughn eleven is my Venmo if you'd like to <laughs> Send me anything if you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, one of my best bets is underway. Uh, just the fourth game played at Rec Hall since 1996. So let's go Nittany Lions. Let's get it done. Keep it within seven and a half here uh, against Illinois. NBA play tomorrow for UJVT. Yes. What are you looking at? Uh, money where the mouth is, folks. Uh, Charlotte taking on Utah, catching nine and a half. Uh, the Jazz have been a team that, as I have said a couple of times now, uh, are a team that I think worth playing against. Uh, you know, and I called them right the best bad team. I think is the way that I phrased it. The market does have a lot of respect for Utah. It's got a lot of respect for the Utah playing at home. Uh, having said that, I do think that this new makeup of Charlotte paired with the absences of the players that were stripped off at the trade deadline uh, do come together to make a number that is a lot shorter uh, than what this one is. I actually made this just a, about six and a half, personally, not nine and a half. So um, as I've talked about, I think the Utah Jazz are a team worth playing against as we enter this second half, if you will, or as I've called it, the home stretch. I'm the only person who's ever called that ever. Um, they're one of the worst defensive teams over the last 11 games before the All-Star break. I think something like that continues. And when you have a Charlotte Hornets team that's changed the makeup a little bit, when you have now more shooters, you're shooting more, you have two dominant, not dominant, but very good wings that are playing very good basketball, Miles Bridges and, and uh, Brandon Miller. I think that all of these things come together. To ask Charlotte to stay within 9.5 I think is a simple ask. So Charlotte Hornets plus 9.5, first bet of the home stretch for me tomorrow in the NBA. Alright, it's, uh, it's been a good week. I mean, outside of Betting in humans contest. It's been a nice little run here. Last uh, two and a half weeks, 15-2-1 in college hoop plays. A 3-0 and night last night. Got the Wisconsin to BYU Moneyline Parlay. We had Creighton. Wisconsin did not cover, by the way. Yeah, I know. Moneyline Parlay, though. They got the job done. And then uh, the late ad with the nudge from uh, our good friend Wes Reynolds on the Dons yeah. in San Francisco, which got a little, little hairy there at the end, but they were able to... To get the cover. So good one for the good guys. 4-0 start to the week. We got Penn State right now. And then as soon as the clock hit zero on Sunday afternoon, when South Florida beat Florida Atlantic mm -hmm. at the first sellout at USF since 2001, JVT, I immediately looked at the schedule and said, who are they playing next? I'm taking them. And they are on the road today at UTSA. We mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday. The number was seven, quickly got to six, down to five and a half. And then we saw a little bump back, understandably so. Why? As we talked about with Matt Metcalf earlier this week, right. Ken Palm has his 10. 
So we've seen a little pushback based off of the number. We're going to take the six with the bull, uh, with the roadrunners here. I, uh, I reached out to uh, Colin Sherwin, who might know everything there is to know about South Florida, because I, I was curious. Was this the biggest win in school history? Then I looked, I'm like, no, nah, they've been to the NCAA tournament. It's not the big. He said by his account, it was the third biggest win in school history. So I'm like, all right, they're going on the road. UTSA is not very good uh, so far this year, but they've been feisty at home. So we're going to take Meep Meep, the Roadrunners, uh, who are a mighty 8-18 and 18 on the year, JVT. 2-11 and 11 in conference play. Have lost six in a row. And South Florida, by the way, if you're wondering how many times they have not covered a conference game, that would be zero. They're 10-0-3. In AAC play. So uh, the old what could go wrong. But we're taking the six with the Roadrunners. Situational spot. It is uh, it is a brutal one for South Florida. So uh, give me the Roadrunners in, uh, in this spot. Plus the six. All right. Two games for college basketball. And we're going to talk more about these with Jim Root. That I am very intrigued by. We yeah. played the clip earlier this week from Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino absolutely threw his team under the bus after they blew a lead to Seton Hall. He also stopped it and then backed it back over them. All right. Yeah. Did not did not pull punches whatsoever. Peeled out over their corpses. <laughs> he uh we have do we have some of the clip of Rick Patino? All right, let's let's play a little Rick Patino just to refresh your your minds of of Rick Patino because St. John's plays tonight at Georgetown. Here you go. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're gonna pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. All right. So that was just to refresh your memory. One that slipped under the radar a little bit from Sunday. So that was the one got the, all the you know notoriety, et cetera. The one that slipped under the radar a little bit was Penny Hardaway, head coach of Memphis. Memphis is 2-11 ATS in conference play. They got destroyed by SMU over the weekend, JVT. So if you had missed what Penny Hardaway said about his team, here you go. Losing like this, this is terrible, man. This is not competing at all. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on, but it's not competing. I just don't understand why it's not competing. Every game we play is for our, for our life, to make it to the NCAA tournament. That's how, that's how I view, that's how I view coming in every game. Kind of a broad question, but do you feel like certain guys or all guys have quit on the season? Not all guys. I'll try to do that to all the guys. It seems like some have, though. It's been going on like that for a minute, though. All right. <laughs> all right. So, both of those teams are in action tonight. I'm weighing six and a half with Memphis. I don't know about you. Uh, that's, that's my question. What do we do? I joked with Mike Palm uh, at the end of college football season about Teams on quit watch. Right. So we got Memphis laying six and a half tonight against Charlotte. And we've got St. John's laying 10 at Georgetown. Do we lay it? 
Do we take it? Do we stay away? What do we expect from the two teams that their coaches just took them out and threw them right in front of the bus? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think you're really running the back either of them because here's the thing. Like, like for Memphis, you're you're not in like any brackets whatsoever. Like you're pretty much out. You have to win the tournament to get in, it seems. Uh, and for St. John's, I mean, you're you're getting guys that are getting called out by name. I don't know why you would want to go out there and try called in a situation out his center. like this. Said he was right. unathletic. Good and, move. The power forward doesn't get to the line. And by the way, you got to ask both teams to win by margin today too. You're laying six and a half with Memphis. You're laying nine and a half, ten with St. John's. You trust that given the situation and what both of their coaches have said? No. No. But I'm staying away. I can't I will, wait to watch. I will not be on either one of these games. It is a fascinating case study. If you're wondering, 7 o'clock, Georgetown at home, catching 9.5 or 10 against St. John's. Memphis laying 6.5 against Charlotte. College hoops handicapper and our good friend Jim Root will help us make sense of tonight's slate next. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five bucks. Get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. Come on, baby. Get the rebound. There we go. Got Penn State and Illinois going on right now. The early 6.30 Eastern tip time. Rec Hall. The old home of Penn State basketball, 18-14 Nittany Lions with the lead. They were catching oh. seven and a half in this one. Stop the count. Are you going to say they built the gym in 18-14? That would be fun. 
1929, according to uh, Big Ten Network. So thank you, producer Britton, for. I don't know why up. when you said that I was like, and they have a TV in there. Like you know, they can renovate it. It just I don't know why it just really shocked me. <laughs> All right, let's bring in our good friend from uh, the Three Man Weave at Second Chance Points on Twitter. You know him, you love him. It is Jim Root. Jim, before we get to the games tonight, uh, what do you make of our friendship future? May or may not have gotten a pretty terrible number, according to everybody on social media, but New Mexico to make a run to Phoenix in the Final Four, 17 to 1. You could find like 28 to 1 out there, apparently. Uh, is is the tournament moved to the pit? Have, have you <laughs> uncovered some information we're, that I have not We're trying heard about? to uh, petition the NCAA for that. Yes, uh, I'm I'm a little concerned. I did a little um, data research project a couple days back on elevation teams in the tournament, of which New Mexico is one, mm. and they have been very bad. I, I think you can make an argument that maybe elevation gets a little overvalued in some of these. Uh, Ken Palm, Bart Torvik stuff, because they're like 38% against the spread in the NCAA tournament over the last 20 years. And that includes teams all the way over from like Appalachian State up to Eastern Washington, uh, down to New Mexico, all the all the Rocky Mountain teams. So maybe the elevation uh, is bad. So I'm scared for you guys, unfortunately. All right. Well, uh, it doesn't... Have any of those teams had Richard Pitino as the head coach? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, I, I don't believe so. I don't think uh, when he was at, what was it, FIU or FAU? I can't remember. FIU in Minnesota? They're not, not a yeah. high elevation spots, huh? We'll just, we'll just yeah. channel. You know what? We'll call Will Brinson because he's an NC State guy. Their only national championship happened at the pit, and we'll figure out how we can get like that synergy with, you know, I don't know. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I not a good start to this, this guest spot, Jim, where you disagreed with us, but let's move on. We just played the clip of Penny Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely throwing his team under the bus, uh, not getting as much uh, notoriety as the Rick Pitino uh, one from Sunday, but pretty darn good from Penny and uh, doubled down on it again in his media availability. They're laying six and a half tonight against Charlotte. Uh, you've got to play on this one. What do you like tonight? Eight o'clock Eastern Memphis and Charlotte. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the cheese with Charlotte here. I don't, I don't know if it's a trap because it's you know two, two and a half points higher than Bart Torvik and Ken Palm. That that spooks me a little bit, but I'm kind of trusting my instincts here. You mentioned how good South Florida has been against the spread in league play. Memphis is the opposite. They're two and eleven against the spread, just horrific in conference. And now they're playing a team that is really connected. Like Charlotte has has kind of like circled the wagons. They just got the interim tag removed from their coach a couple weeks ago. They've been terrific uh, all, all through league play. And now you're playing a team that is clear fractures in, in its locker room. Penny throwing half the team under the bus. And, you know, that's kind of become a common course for him after losses is, is he's just, you know, bad, bad sound bites about the chemistry going on with that team. This isn't the first time that he, he's said it this year. So I will go with Charlotte going on the road there against a team that's just been bad against the number. Uh, I, I will take it. What, what trap or not, Tim, I'm, I'm riding with those 49ers. All right, uh, let's get your plays out of the way before we get some other topics. Louisville, Notre Dame, we saw this open pick, 135. We're at uh, Louisville minus three with a total of 136. What are you looking at here? I'm betting the under. And Notre Dame's been terrific about keeping games slow all season, league play especially. They know they're at a little bit of a talent deficiency, and Micah Shrewsbury's a terrific coach. He, he kind of just wants to out-execute you in the half court, not give you a chance to, to get up and down possession-wise. Did this at Penn State his first year there too, doing it again at Notre Dame. I think it just continues to stay slow. I don't think Louisville is going to be quite able to dictate the pace. I did see that Tyler Johnson, their freshman point guard, is going to play. He missed over the weekend. I think that gives them a better chance of getting the ball moving up and down. But I will still go with that under, given uh, Notre Dame's 
ability to control pace, control tempo, and Louisville's overall lack of offensive ability. Yeah, I hate the line move. Notre Dame's going to lose, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, they're eight and or seventeen and eight to the under uh, this year for uh, for the Irish. Jim Jim Root joining us here on Vsin Primetime. I I think. Big Blue Nation is giving people massive headaches because they can't figure out what to do. Uh, because a couple Saturdays ago, it felt like from the discussion out there was, ah, just put your mortgage on, Gonzaga, uh, on Kentucky. They'll smoke Gonzaga, and then they lose outright. And then you flip that to this most recent Saturday where they go to Auburn, where Auburn, I believe, was 6-0 ATS in conference games at home, and they go to Auburn as an 8 8.5 point underdog, and they win outright. So now they're... On the road in Baton Rouge against LSU, they're catch or they're laying six here, Jim. It's hard to figure this Kentucky team out. What are you doing with uh, Kentucky at LSU? I'm taking the home dog. Bayou Bengals here plus six. I think this even at the beginning of the year, I was like these weird midweek road SEC games are going to be tough for a super young team in Kentucky, and we've sort of seen that so far this year. And you add in coming off that incredible spot at uh, performance at Auburn in front of a massive crowd. College game day was in the house. Clearly, they got up and had one of their best efforts of the year. Going on the road against the team's three games under 500 in the league. I don't know if we get that same maximum output from from Kentucky. And a lot of people are really high on their defense. Last two games held held teams pretty low. uh, I believe both below one point per possession. But uh, Ole Miss and and Auburn were 9 of 44 combined from beyond the arc. That's 20%. I don't know if this defensive renaissance is real or if it's kind of embedded in some shooting luck. We saw that with North Carolina early in the season when they had some incredible defensive performances and people went nuts and it was a little bit shooting based. So I I think that might be an issue for Kentucky that uh, regression could be coming with a, a sort of softer defensive effort, bad spot. I'll take the Bayou Bengals at home plus six. All right, let's get to some uh, some big picture stuff. And uh, I will just ask simply, so we've got some different markets up. Uh, now we have to make the tournament uh, markets that are going to post in spots. The one that I gravitated toward immediately, Ole Miss, yes, plus 155 to make the NCAA tournament. How are we not betting this yes? Am I missing something? No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I know that they're not very high in predictive metrics, but those aren't super influential to selection. It is more about what have you done, what have you accomplished, resume metrics of which their their average is 23rd in the entire country. And I think in the reveal that the committee did uh, on Saturday, the top 16 kind of seemed to emphasize the importance of resume metrics, where they place some of those teams. I think Ole Miss can be right up in that mix, uh, given how, how strong they are in that department. You look at some of their, their schedule down the stretch, they've got to perform. You know, They can't just like kind of back their way into it. And they've got a you know, tough slate, three, three road games out of, out of their six. But they got a home spot against Alabama if they're able to pull that kind of upset against a team that's been much, much better at home. I think that could be a, one that nudges them into the tournament. And then even South Carolina at home, they're going to be favored in that game. And South Carolina is way far up the bracket. It will look better as a win than maybe it uh, will be difficulty-wise to get. So as long as Ole Miss takes care of the, you know, at Mizzou, at Georgia games uh, that they've got on the schedule and Texas A&M at the end of the season, one of the most erratic teams in the country, I think Ole Miss can get there given the strength of those resume metrics and seemingly the fact that the committee is emphasizing them. So these are the numbers we're referring to over at DraftKings. If you go to the March Madness tab, Bubble, I believe, is is where it is. Uh, another team that is a favorite to make the NCAA tournament is Cincinnati. Uh, they play Oklahoma State tonight, uh, but still 
daunting uh, road ahead. TCU, Houston, they're minus 105 to make it. Uh, not as strong, but I know you're you're more inclined to look at the no on the Bearcats. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got a Cincinnati friend that hopefully he doesn't hear this because he will skewer <laughs> me. But uh, they're they're already five and seven in league play, and yes, you mentioned you know maybe you want to wait to bet this till after tonight because they should beat Oklahoma State. Um, but down the stretch, it, it is not easy at TCU, at Houston, at Oklahoma. Those are three very likely losses for this team. They've been in a lot of games, but haven't been able to pull off a lot of big big time victories. And they're not all that high in those resume metrics that I was just talking about uh, with, with Ole Miss. Uh, they're they're 47th and 47 and a half nationally. That's their their average. That ranking is much down closer to the bubble. And if they only go three and three from here on out to to close league play, that puts them at eight and ten in the conference. And they didn't do enough in the non-con to really make that. Uh, you know, I know it's not on the team sheet, and they don't look at conference record. But I do think it might have some influence in the humans' minds that are making this bracket. And if you don't have those big non-conference wins to, to carry you through, carry your resume, then that's probably not going to be good enough down the stretch unless they can steal one of those big-time road victories. All right, Charlotte plus the points. Notre Dame-Louisville under LSU plus the points. And Ole Miss, some plus money to make the NCAA tournament. Jim, as always, man, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy. There he is. At Second Chance Points on Twitter, Jim Root. Penn State leading 27-24 to 24 after a little putback from Illinois there. Eight and change to go in the first half. The home stretch of the NBA season starts tomorrow. Take a look at some adjusted win totals and what JVT likes heading into the home stretch, as he likes to call it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.